Welcome to episode 5 of Realist AudioCast. On this episode, I am going to continue on the topic of managing direct relationships. For those who haven't listened to part 1 of this topic, I suggest that you start there so that you can be more informed of the information I have already covered regarding my history at my workplace and the relationship I formerly and currently have with my directs. Let's get started. I'm going to start off by describing why I think my directs decide to be insubordinate time and time again. I know exactly why this has become an issue for me and my fellow supervisors and managers. We have a system in which an employee may be written up three times and then are supposed to be fired. I think that's what's supposed to happen, right? That seems like the best way to deal with someone who isn't getting their job done the way they are expected to time after time. But here's the issue. Nobody ever gets written up. In fact, there are never any repercussions for unacceptable behavior. If all we do to correct them is tell them to stop without any further punishments, why would they stop? From my observations, they don't. They don't give a crap if their boss is mad at them. They're still going to do what they want to do. But, I guarantee that if you threaten the source of their income, they are extremely likely to change their behavior. Make them realize that how they pay for their car or cell phone or anything they care about is about to be taken away from them and suddenly they begin to change their actions. It's only human nature to protect your own interests, so something has to be done to shift their thought process. The system has to be based upon punishment and reward, and it also has to be very consistent. A manager can't overlook some employees breaking the rules and punish others for the same thing. Let's talk about ways that you can keep your crew motivated. As a manager, you have the power to tell people what to do. This power is often misused, but we will discuss that in a bit. Nevertheless, you still have that power. People will listen to you because they don't exactly have a choice. Commanding someone to do something will get the task accomplished, but after a while, it wears on your employee. They will start to think that you don't care about the way that they feel or about the way that you speak to them. One way to soften this is to help them do the task that you assign if you're able to. Let's say that a pan is starting to look not so appetizing on the buffet, so I decide to tell employee X to change them out. Employee X will be motivated and feel that you care about the task if you grab a couple pans yourself to help change them out. It will only take a few seconds to make your employee feel that you care about the quality of the task and their overall feelings towards the command. Like I said before though, commanding isn't always the best way to go about assigning tasks. I found that there are three types of power within a company. The first type of power is the power given to you by the company. You only have this power because the company that you work for says that you do. This type of power is probably the most effective at getting things done quickly, but oftentimes will make your employees think of you as a jerk, and you don't want that. This is the type of power I use only as a last resort. It relates to throwing your weight around to show people who's boss, in your employees' eyes at least. It can be used when an employee is being disrespectful or insubordinate to let them know that you're serious. So there are some benefits to this type of power when used appropriately. The second type of power is expertise power. This type of power comes from knowing more about your employee's job than they do. They will want to listen to you because you have more experience doing tasks that they have been assigned than they do. There are no, really no drawbacks to this type of power except maybe someone thinking you're acting like a know-it-all. That all depends on your attitude when asserting this type of power. I've worked every department in the restaurant I manage, so it's only natural that if someone asks me a question, they expect me to have an answer. Why? because I have years of experience doing their job. This type of power takes sometimes months or even years to develop, so it's not really something you can gain and use quickly. 
The third type of power is the most effective, but also requires the most work. But who said managing was going to be easy anyway? It is the power of relationships. This comes through care for your employees. You have to constantly and consistently show your employees that you care about them and that you are there to help them out. It requires you to briefly speak to them about their life outside of work too. You never have to take more than a minute or two to ask about their kids or how their family's doing, maybe if they have any plans for the weekend or if they caught that last episode of a mutual favorite TV show. In fact, it shouldn't and doesn't take any longer than 30 seconds, but verbal communication is key. One different key element is asking your employees to complete tasks instead of commanding them to. You should never ask an employee to complete a task that you aren't ready for them to say no to. This requires that you make sure that you have the proper relationship with your employees before asking. Not to mention, as easy as the jobs are at my workplace, if my employees can't complete simple tasks upon request, they could just go home. I know that may sound harsh, but if I'm being considerate enough to try to improve my relationship with my staff by asking nicely, they should be able to do what I ask them to do without being rude to me. This is where your authority power would have to be used as the last resort to deal with a director who can't be dealt with otherwise. The Stupid Bro! That's right, my favorite part of every episode. Let me first explain a policy of the restaurant I work for. Because we serve buffet for a set price, we do not allow our customers to get a takeout box to take food home with them. The reason behind this is because many of our customers started loading up their plates in order to take advantage of the system and essentially get a second meal out of us for free. In certain circumstances, we will allow a customer to take food home that has already been placed on their plate under the premise that they have become sick or would like to take the scraps home to a pet. So we aren't unreasonable about it. But on a night that I was closing manager, a large white woman, her Mexican husband, and their son came in. They were very dirty. And my restaurant does not discriminate at all, but it doesn't make it any less gross. She wore a tank top that said, I've got a crush on you, and was showing a lot of skin. We're a family restaurant, so that's unacceptable. They all ordered buffet, and I recognized them from previous visits. About an hour into dining, their waitress, Jessica, who happens to be my cousin, approached me and told me that the man said he was sick and needed to take his food home in a to-go box. I asked her if it was his first plate of food and how much he was wanting to take. She said it was his second plate of food and he was trying to take about eight tacos home. They had visited my restaurant before and tried this exact same thing. So I told Jessica that I could not allow it, but they were more than welcome to weigh it and pay for the food bar to go, which is $4.99 a pound. Another waitress named Tammy came to me saying that I had a situation I needed to handle. Jessica was crying, so I went to investigate. She told me that the table was being rude and making a mess because I wouldn't let them take their food home. I walked out of the kitchen and approached the table to find that the man and child had left. The woman had smashed the plate of tacos against the wall, poured an entire plate of cottage cheese and ham in the floor, and emptied all of their drinks onto the table. She was shoving sugar cookies into her mouth as I approached the table. I gently said, ma'am, if there's a problem, I can help you. I'm the manager. She ignored me. Once again, I said, ma'am, if there's an issue, I can help you. She ignored me for a second time and shoved more cookies into her mouth. At this point, I'm furious. I said, are you seriously going to sit there and ignore me while I'm trying to help you? And she finally replied with, that girl won't let us take our food home and my husband is sick. I explained the policy to her and because they had tried, it, tried to do this more than once, I couldn't allow it. I told her that if she wouldn't have smashed her tacos onto the wall and made a huge mess, then maybe I could have figured something out. But because of your actions today, I'm not going to do anything for you. 
and told her she's not welcome back. It was a great victory for me to put her into her place. And all I can say is... That's all for this episode. Don't forget that you can email me at realistaudiocast at gmail.com with suggestions for topics that you'd like for me to discuss on next episode. And I'm also available on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to stay up to date on new episodes. And as always, thanks for listening and have an awesome day.